0: This is Crime Connections. We are your hosts. I'm Leah. And I'm Jackie. Today's case is about a young woman and mom that was trying to create an idyllic life for herself and her daughter. The path that would lead her there turned out to be much more frightening than anyone could have quite imagined. And due to some pretty bad police work, um, that's the only reason that her case was even solved. This case is the case of Kelsey Barreth. Kelsey Barreth was a 29-year-old that was living in Woodland Park, Colorado in 2018. She was originally from Washington State and had dreams of one day owning her own ranch. Kelsey was a single mother that was learning to become a pilot. Many people knew her as a strong person, amazing mother, all around, just great woman to be around. She was described as sweet, kind, caring, and she was one of those people that would become friends with just about anybody that she came across. Growing up in Washington State, she was a tomboy that helped work on a farm, and she had a very intense love for watching the crop dusters. So the crop dusters are the planes that fly overhead the crops and they water them. By the time Kelsey was in her early 20s, she was a professional pilot, and she was trying to find a partner to share her success with. So she was at that age where she kind of wanted to start finding somebody to settle down with Mm -hmm. or just be in a loving relationship with. In 2016, Kelsey met Patrick Frazee online through FarmersOnly.com. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Patrick had properties where he would lease cattle and was very outdoorsy, good-looking, definitely Kelsey's type. He lived on a big ranch with his parents, which was part of Kelsey's dream. The only problem was that Kelsey lived in Washington and Patrick lived in Colorado. A few months into their relationship, the couple finally met in person for the first time, and Patrick decided to fly out to Washington and meet Kelsey and her family. During this meeting, Patrick proposed, and they became engaged. It was at this point that Kelsey decided to move to Colorado with Patrick, even though her family put up some protests because everything was moving very quickly. She only knew him for a few months, and then her first time meeting him in person, he proposed. Yeah, But I think she was probably just swept up mm-hmm. with the love I think they call it now they call it love bombing kind of like Patrick love-bombed her and made yeah. her feel like this is what you wanted this is, um, this is going to be well, amazing yeah, not only that, but you have the farm life that she mm-hmm. dreams to have he's
1: an attractive man Yep, like it's all of the things she wants so she just kind of probably is like well why not
0: yeah and when, when everything looks so perfect it's really hard to see the flaws everyone mm-hmm. else around you sees the flaws but you yourself you have that tunnel vision you don't see well and it. also
1: like we've said before sometimes you just have to learn for yourself yep. um you can be told a million things a million times but mm-hmm. until you feel it
0: in your heart and you see it you're yep. not gonna you're not going it. to know it's a mistake until you experience it yourself mm-hmm. Not long after moving to Colorado, there were definitely some bumps in the road. Kelsey started to have issue with Patrick's living arrangements. He still lived with his parents on their ranch, and Patrick's mom was not very fond of Kelsey. Oh, no. So that's when Kelsey decided that she still wanted to pursue her relationship with Patrick, but she didn't want to be living with his family anymore. So she got a place of her own. She moved to Woodland Park, Colorado, and she ended up being only about 30 minutes away from the Frazee Ranch, which was in Colorado Springs. Kelsey found a job at Dose Aviation as a pilot instructor. She was great at her job, and she loved being able to share her passion with others. So she's doing the dang thing. Mm -hmm. She moved to Colorado to be with this guy that she's engaged to and she loves. It's not working out, living with his parents, so rather than just calling it quits, she gets a place of her own. She has a really good job. So in early 2017, Kelsey then discovered that she was pregnant with a baby girl. She was very ecstatic with the news, and her and Patrick were overjoyed to be welcoming their daughter in the fall of 2017. Everything seemed to be going very well. They were both looking forward to now getting married. They loved being new parents. So at that time, everything seemed good to go. Mm -hmm. A year into being new parents, the stress of having a newborn baby really started to be seen. Kelsey had a long commute to work so it was like a 45 minute to an hour commute to her job and on top of that she was the primary caregiver for the baby Patrick still wasn't living with her he was still living with his parents he did not move in with her yeah he never moved in with her when she found out she was pregnant or even after the baby was born and they weren't making any progress towards getting married So they were just engaged, and she was living 30 minutes away from him, taking care of this baby by herself, more or less. That's so weird. In the fall of 2018, so about a year after, so this was probably around when the baby turned about a year old, the stress of work and being a parent really got to Kelsey, and she kind of reached that breaking point, which I know for any listeners out there that are moms, there's that postpartum that you go through after you've had A child and for some women it doesn't seem to affect them they don't seem to have any but for others it hits you and it hits you really hard Mm -hmm. and it's really difficult to get through and I think that this was kind of what Kelsey was going through I think she was going through some postpartum and she wasn't getting the support from Patrick that I think she expected to get she decided to retreat to California for two weeks uh, become re-energized get back on track and then she would be able to better handle the stresses in her life I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that that makes total sense. Yeah. My husband and I, we went on our very first kid-free vacation just this past spring, and I thought I would feel super guilty about not being with the kids, but I came back feeling so much better, like a whole new parent. So I get it. I get why people say sometimes you have to go and take care of yourself in order to be a better parent and take care of your children. For sure. On Thanksgiving morning of 2018 Kelsey called her mom Cheryl to kind of brag about some homemade cinnamon rolls that she made and was telling her about how she still had to run to the local grocery store called Safeway and she had to pick up some last-minute Thanksgiving supplies to get ready for dinner but Cheryl would not hear from Kelsey again until November 24th 2018 when Cheryl accidentally butt dialed Kelsey's phone this prompted Cheryl to receive a text message from Kelsey's phone saying, Busy, I'll call you later. So it was one of those quick texts, like that standard one on the iPhone, if someone's calling you and you can't talk to them, you can like choose from a yeah, few yeah, different yeah. prompts. So one of those got sent to Cheryl. But Kelsey never called Cheryl back, hmm. which was alarming. Yeah. By the 2nd of December, so almost a week later, Cheryl still hadn't heard from Kelsey, and she started to grow concern. She called the Woodland Police Department and she asked them if they could please go to Kelsey's townhouse, perform a welfare check on her daughter and granddaughter and let her know if everything was okay because it was very unusual to go this long without some form of communication with her daughter. The police department drove over to Kelsey's apartment and they found something very alarming. In the apartment, there was no sign of Kelsey and there's no sign of Kelsey's daughter. It didn't even fully feel like it had been lived in. Weird. It was very clean, Mm -hmm. which is unusual. I have three kids. My house is never in a state of, like, seeming very clean. It's like an organized chaos. Yeah. (laughs) But her townhouse was just very unusually and eerily clean.
1: Yeah.
0: Her car was still sitting outside the apartment where it was always parked. And what it looked like was that Kelsey took her purse, keys, and wallet, and then she basically vanished. But she didn't take her car to vanish. There were no signs of struggle or forced entry, and then the investigators decided that they needed to take the next step, and they drove to the Frazee Ranch to speak to Patrick to see if maybe he knew where Kelsey was. After speaking with him, law enforcement discovered that Patrick and Kelsey had actually broken up, they were no longer engaged or together, and that they were agreeing to try to co-parent their daughter. So they broke up. Kelsey decided, I'm still going to stay in Colorado, I'm not going to leave, and we can co-parent. The last time that Patrick claimed he had seen Kelsey was on Thanksgiving Day, November 22nd, when they exchanged custody of their daughter in like an alleyway that was right next to Kelsey's townhouse. Patrick went on to say that Kelsey exclaimed that she kind of wanted to go off on her own and take some time for herself while Patrick took care of the baby, and police confirmed that Patrick was in custody of their daughter and that the daughter was doing really well. This story wasn't completely unusual because just a little bit before that, Kelsey had gone to California and left Patrick with their daughter so she could take some time for herself. And that's something that she was known for before she had had their daughter, that she liked to go off on trips by herself. And she was a very independent person. Patrick also made sure to let investigators know that he had also returned the keys to Kelsey's car and townhouse per her request. So he wasn't in possession of keys to get into Mm her townhouse Patrick then said that he left the townhouse with their daughter and he made a run to Walmart and then did a couple of errands in town now for me when I was reading about this that kind of stuck out because on Thanksgiving day I can get going to Walmart to like maybe grab a last minute thing or two yeah but to say that you're oh I had some errands to run I went and spent some time running errands around town On Thanksgiving Day, what errands? Because what is open? And this is in 2018. This is recent. And it's happened in recent years where a lot of businesses are closed on Thanksgiving Day. and they're they're closed very early. Yeah. So what errands are you running? Walmart, I will give you. Maybe the baby needed diapers or something else. Mm -hmm. But running errands around town, I just, that automatically was like a red flag for me. For sure, I agree. But Patrick stated that several days after last seeing Kelsey. They communicate off and on about their daughter and that the last communication he had with her was the Sunday after Thanksgiving on the 25th of November when Kelsey texted him asking him, do you even love me anymore? Patrick was worried about Kelsey as well, telling police that she had seemed very distant after the breakup. She just wasn't herself. On the 23rd of November, she had asked Patrick to keep their daughter because she was too tired and very stressed out. And then it was on the 25th when she sent him that text asking if he even loved her anymore. Looking further into those text messages, it painted a picture of a very depressed and stressed mother, which, like I said, she might have had some postpartum. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And Patrick made sure to also point out that there was an instance when Kelsey had stated during an argument that maybe she'd be better off dead. And she had threatened to harm herself with a gun. Well oh, dang. So it was very clear to investigators that maybe she was really struggling heavily with some postpartum issues. And mm-hmm. she was having a really difficult time with breaking up with Patrick, living... Alone. Of, yeah, living far away from her support system and her family and being alone in Colorado. Hearing that Kelsey had threatened her life with a gun, investigators searched the townhouse again for the weapon, but no weapon was ever recovered. This is when police really started to worry that Kelsey had taken the gun with her and that she may have done something to herself with that gun. Yeah. But again, her car is still... No car is missing. Her cars are still there. I just want to emphasize that. Well, and also, I to play the devil's advocate... He is
1: saying all this, but also he could be setting her up to make it seem
0: exactly what you want it to to look like. Yeah. Because we're just taking his word for it. Yes. Now the police had to try and figure out where Kelsey could have gone. They searched her pickup truck and they found a receipt from Safeway that matched the time that she would have gone when she was talking to her mom. Mm -hmm. Surveillance from the store did show Kelsey walking in with her daughter and leaving just a short time later with some food items. When investigators started asking neighbors if they had seen Kelsey, one neighbor actually revealed that they had cameras that pointed directly at Kelsey's door. Oh, wow. The cameras revealed still images of Patrick and Kelsey exchanging the baby at her townhouse around the time Patrick had said he had stopped by. The only problem is that wasn't the only door that went into her townhouse. So this door was like in an alleyway in between the townhomes. And the camera only pointed at that door. So it did show that Patrick wasn't lying. They did exchange their daughter. The next step was looking at the Walmart surveillance footage. And that footage also did show Patrick shopping with his daughter, making his timeline very credible. This left investigators really nowhere else to turn. So they decided to get the FBI involved and look into her cell phone records. I was going to say, where was her phone pinging? I was thinking that. The FBI had her phone ping and they discovered that her phone was last active on November 25th, 2018, in Gooding, Idaho. Even though Kelsey's parents lived in Spokane, Washington, and Washington and Idaho are like right next to each other, Mm -hmm. Gooding, Idaho was in the south part of the state and it was still several hours away from them. And the way that I guess where Gooding is and how you get to Gooding from Colorado, there's no way that she was driving to go see her parents. Yeah. Yeah. The area where her phone pinged was a really vast area. It was not easily searchable. It had a lot of like cliffs and like mountains and just rocks, all of that. So, police from Colorado asked Idaho to help search for Kelsey while they worked her disappearance on their end, Mm -hmm. but they weren't able to find Kelsey or her phone anywhere. So
1: this is not the not while she was texting, but the last time it pinged, like the, the last, last time, time it was pinged, alive, practically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, and well, the last time too that it pinged was the date that she sent that text to Patrick saying, do you even love me anymore? Okay. Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, and her brother, Clint, decided that it was time for them to travel to Colorado, and they ended up staying in Kelsey's townhouse while they were trying to aid in the search efforts. Both of them didn't believe that Kelsey would just walk away from her life and her daughter with absolutely no explanation. She was Mm -hmm. a great mother. Everyone everyone attested to that. And then on December 6th, Clint made the discovery that there was blood in the bathroom on the toilet that had clearly been missed by investigators. Which how? Exactly. Very quickly, he called investigators and he told them, there's blood here in her townhouse on this toilet. You need to get here fast and again very quickly a search warrant was put in for the townhouse and that is when more blood was found on the light switch the bathtub and it's discovered that the apartment had been clearly cleaned you could see on the TV that there were marks all over it indicating that it was cleaned, and there were other parts of the apartment that can be seen with similar cleaning marks that showed someone had used a heavy detergent to clean these surfaces how all this was missed is literally beyond me i'm assuming they searched the freaking place they searched it and they allowed cheryl and clint to come stay in it they gave them the okay like yep we've already searched there's nothing in her townhouse that we can find so you guys are free to stay there
1: are not detectives yeah. are not within hours
0: enforcement found more than yeah. what you did the whole entire they did within hours Yikes. of arriving they did their own search and they found the blood on the toilet oh that's bad and i will try to upload a photo of it granted it's like okay to upload it but you can clearly see it's not just like a tiny little speck either it's like a deer size. no and it's right when you walk into the bathroom it's right there on like the front part of the toilet that you can see. What so the actual hell? How it was missed? But if it had never been found, it would not. This is what blew the case wide open, because this is what indicated to investigators, oh hey, this apartment's been cleaned with cleaner. That's usually indicative of some there had been Something blood happened. here. Yeah. Something happened here and in on this the TV, townhouse. Like what the heck? That's a The blood was determined to be Kelsey's, and they were able to find two other DNA profiles that were unidentified, but they found those profiles at the scene. One belonged to an unknown male, and one belonged to an unknown female. Oh, heck no. Yeah, and this, again, is what blew the case wide open, and this is when the public started to get involved and started saying, what the heck? Mm -hmm. How, again, how did her mom and her brother, they are the ones that came in, and they're like, hey, you missed something. Well, not only that,
1: but if it's this obvious, how the hell did you not see it?
0: That's my thing. What were
1: you doing? Like, you clearly didn't search I the Because I thought, house.
0: when I saw it, when I read it in my research, I thought, well, if it was like a small blood speck and mom and brother were like, I don't know, had their flashlights and they're looking for some type of evidence, then okay. like I will understand that. Yeah. yeah. But then I found a picture of the blood spatter on the toilet. I'm like, how? How it was missed is beyond me. And it's a white toilet. It's very they must contrasting. They have not looked at the bathroom. There's a lot that I don't think they really looked into. Because even when they post, there's also photos posted of, like, the TV, the cleaning marks. It's very, to me, it just seems very suspicious. Like, you walk into an apartment where there is supposed to be a woman and her one-year-old staying. And she's a single mom. And she's a single mom, a single mom Yeah. And you see that the apartment has been, like, eerily cleaned. And it yeah. wasn't even, like, a good clean job. Like, you can tell that someone quickly it was like a came in. Clean. Yes. Yeah. There are really no leads at this point for the investigators to follow. And they're left more disappointed when the Idaho Police Department called and confirmed to them that they couldn't find anything linking back to Kelsey. And that they really can't offer any assistance. Because without a phone, there's really nothing that they can do. This forced them to look at Patrick again because he was the last person to have seen Mm -hmm. Kelsey alive. Patrick's property was searched on December 14th and December 15th. During the search, investigators found a large box full of cleaning products, but all those products were tested and no evidence was found linking back to Kelsey. Next, they went ahead and they analyzed his cell phone records. And they looked at calls and texts and they... That Patrick made around the time that Kelsey was last seen and they noted that Patrick had made calls to a specific number in Idaho. Knowing that Idaho is where Kelsey's phone was last pinged it really piqued their interest. Yeah. The number ended up belonging to a woman named Crystal Kenny. Once identified investigators interviewed Crystal but this meant it was crossing state lines at this point so the FBI had to be involved and they had to be the ones to conduct the interview. Wow. Investigators believe that there has to be some type of connection, seeing that Kelsey's phone pinged just outside of Twin Falls, Mm -hmm. Idaho. And this woman, Crystal, lives in Twin Falls, Idaho. Of course. What the actual... FBI agent Grusing called Crystal's cell phone and asked how she knows Patrick. And she said that her and Patrick are business partners. They own a couple of horses together and that Crystal had come down the week of Thanksgiving to Colorado to meet with Patrick about Mm. a horse that they were going to buy. Wow. Crystal claimed that Patrick was supposed to have money for a horse that they were purchasing together and that he was going to have the horse there and he was going to give her part of the money for this horse. So she drove to Colorado to collect the money, but when she arrived, Patrick didn't have the money that he said he would have, and he also didn't have the horse that Crystal was supposed to look at. So Crystal at this point just decided to turn around and drive back to Idaho. Like nonchalantly, I'll just go back. Which Colorado Springs and Twin Falls, Idaho, it's a few hour drive. It just so is it's like So it's significant story. enough. Yeah, clearly it, it made no sense and everybody knows it. But Crystal goes on to tell the FBI that she didn't drive her pickup truck to Idaho, but she actually borrowed her friend's Volkswagen sedan, which led her story to be even Stranger, Like, oh, by the way, I went down there, but I didn't take my car. I took my friend's car. It's just very strange information. When Agent Grusing asked if there was more than a business relationship with Patrick, Crystal was very adamant that it was just a business relationship and that she had never heard of Kelsey until she saw her in the news and that she was missing. Because... He's supposedly Your business engaged partner. Yeah. to her. How do you not know that he has a daughter with this woman and that he's engaged? Yeah. So after digging into Crystal's background a little bit more, the FBI agents discovered that she had two, has two children with her ex-husband, Chad. So this led them to contact her ex-husband, Chad, and see if maybe he could shed a different light on the relationship that Crystal has with Patrick. And they were shocked by the story that he gave them. In 2006, Crystal had originally met Patrick, and the two had dated. Their relationship was very up and down for years, and then Crystal had met Chad. In 2017, Chad learned that Crystal had actually rekindled her affair with Patrick, and that is what led Chad to divorce Crystal. This confirmed to FBI agents and investigators that Crystal was lying and hiding a lot more than she was letting on. So, FBI agents obtained a warrant for Crystal's home and her DNA to see if her DNA matched the DNA of the unknown female found in Kelsey's townhouse. Wow. While they were waiting for the DNA results, FBI agents reached out to the friend that owned the car Crystal used to drive to Colorado to see if they could find anything. This friend confirmed that Crystal took the car and that there was a handgun in the car that the friend would use for personal protection. Police search the car and they find the handgun to discover that a bullet was missing from the magazine. The friend could not explain why a bullet was missing. How shady. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On December 16th, the search warrant was performed and Crystal stated that she refused to talk until her attorney was present. But a couple of days later, Crystal's attorney called and told FBI agents that she was ready to talk to them. Oh. On December 20th, the FBI sat down to talk to Crystal at the Colorado Springs Police Department. Crystal told agents that she had come down to Woodland Park, Colorado three times prior to potentially kill Kelsey. What? The first time was in September of 2018 with a poisoned caramel macchiato with drugs that she obtained from being a nurse. Oh,
1: so my So her daytime
0: job is being a nurse, and she basically got some drugs to tamper with this drink. Holy crap. And Crystal said that she would then give her the drink with some made up story about how Kelsey was responsible for saving her dog and like all this other stuff. And then ultimately Crystal would just give her the drink, go away, and then Kelsey would be dead. But she couldn't go through with it. She did go to the door with a drink with a caramel macchiato but she didn't tamper with the caramel macchiato and she didn't leave the drink with kelsey she ended up just like getting eyes on her what she called romantic rival and she ended up leaving without killing kelsey that's a few weeks later in october crystal drove back to colorado with a metal pipe and in the dark of night she drove to kelsey's house and once she arrived a dog started barking this spooked crystal back into her car, and she just, again, drove back to Idaho. The the third attempt was a week later, and Crystal drove back to Kelsey's house with a baseball bat. Her plan was to beat Kelsey to death, put her in a trash can, and then dispose of the trash can. But then, Crystal heard what she thought was a police officer, or like the police radio Mm -hmm. feedback, and she decided that she just needed to book it back to Idaho. Clearly... This is now considered premeditated. It's no longer like a crime of passion. It was premeditated. You're admitting that you multiple times were going to try and come kill this girl. Mm -hmm. Crystal said that Patrick was the reason for her wanting to kill Kelsey, that he had manipulated her into believing that Kelsey was a horrible, abusive mother that was going to eventually end up killing their daughter unless something was done about it. So it's a classic, him completely manipulating her into more or less, like, doing his dirty work. Uh Uh-huh. Patrick guilted Crystal into killing Kelsey in order to save his daughter. The manipulation, too, was for Crystal and Patrick to be able to finally be together. So he kept saying that the only thing keeping them from being together was Kelsey. Crystal tells Patrick after the third attempt to kill Kelsey that she can't do this and that she can't carry on this heinous act. That's not who she is. But on November 22nd, Patrick called Crystal and told her that she has a really big mess to clean up, indicating to Crystal that he finally has killed Kelsey and that she better get to Colorado fast. So I want to go... Who are you? Right. I just kind of want to put out there and say that It didn't really say anywhere in my research, but I'm willing to bet that Kelsey and Patrick never actually had broken up. I think that Kelsey this whole time was determined to make things work with Patrick. Patrick probably, I guess he just didn't want to be with Kelsey anymore. And rather than just breaking it off and having to co-parent with their daughter, he manipulated this Crystal into Mm -hmm. trying to help kill her. So Crystal packed cleaning supplies, This is when she switched cars with a friend. She drove to Kelsey's house and she let herself into the townhouse. Again, this is on Thanksgiving Day.
1: Oh my God.
0: Once she opened the door, she was shocked by the amount of blood all throughout the townhouse. Crystal put on a painter's suit and booties and she spent hours cleaning up the bloodied crime scene. Anything that couldn't be cleaned, she ended up bagging up to eventually dispose of. All while doing this, Patrick kept calling her over and over to make sure that she was doing a thorough job. He also, at one point, called and told her, Hey, I need you to look for a tooth. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: That I know is there. I need you to make sure you find that tooth. And Crystal so, found the tooth and put it in the bag with all the other things that had to be disposed of. Oh, he, like, really. Patrick. Hurt, hurt. Yeah. Oh my God. So at this point. It's very clear that Patrick had Crystal where he wanted her because now she's just as involved as Patrick. She didn't kill Mm -hmm. Kelsey, but she's covering up the crime. She's helping dispose of everything. For sure. She cleaned up the entire crime scene. She disposed of all the evidence. And Patrick knows that Crystal won't talk because then she would basically be implicating herself. Mm -hmm. Because she cleaned it up and threw away things. He's still manipulating her to believe that you had. I had to do this. She was a horrible mother. She was an alcoholic, and she was a drug addict. She was going to kill our daughter. Now you and I can be together. Finally, we can be together. After cleaning the townhouse, surveillance footage is found where Patrick is seen meeting up with Crystal at a gas station, filling up a five-gallon jug with gasoline. Then after leaving the gas station, Crystal and Patrick drove back to the Frazee Ranch. This is where Patrick lives. It's his family's ranch where Kelsey's body was put into a black tub and then set on fire. While watching the body burn, Patrick disclosed how he killed Kelsey. Oh, my God. Patrick had put a blindfold over Kelsey's eyes and told her to guess the scent of the candles. So on Thanksgiving Day, he had come into her townhouse, probably under the ruse that everything's okay, You know, everybody's happy, they're in love and he had lit multiple candles around her on the table and told her that he wanted her to guess the scent. As Kelsey was bent over smelling the candle, Patrick hit her in the back of the head with a baseball bat. Then he repeatedly hit her, even while she was on the floor pleading him to stop. This all took place with their baby in the next room. Oh, my gosh. Then Patrick loaded Kelsey's body into the back of his truck and proceeded to go to his parents' ranch for Thanksgiving dinner as though nothing had happened and took his daughter with him. After hearing Crystal's story, FBI agents, they were completely shocked. I don't think that they envisioned this much of a heinous crime had happened, but they were even more worried that since all of the evidence was burned or destroyed, there might not be any way for them to actually prove, prove that this it, had happened. Yeah. But this is where Crystal agrees to show the FBI where she left blood in the townhouse to prove that it had happened. So she had, in case they had gotten caught, she wasn't dumb enough to clean everything up. She kept some evidence behind, like the blood on the on the toilet, the blood on the light switch, all of the blood that was found by... The mom and brother, after the fact, was methodically left there by Crystal. I also really question
1: her story a bit. Me too. Just because, like you said earlier, there was blood from her. There was blood from an unknown female.
0: Mm-hmm. How would your. Well, it wasn't. It didn't say blood. It just said DNA. So it mm. could have been. I don't. It, they never really came out and said what. I mean, it could have been, I guess, like spit or hair or something else or or a fingerprint but um they didn't specifically say blood but i find it really hard to believe that she wasn't there or like closer by Mm -hmm. when the crime happened i find it so difficult to believe that he called her and was like oh yep i did it come on down to colorado now i need you to drive down here the whole thing is just fucking crazy videos that the fbi agents had Filmed showed Crystal walking through the townhouse and pointing out where all the blood was found. And that was when she also revealed that she was the one texting from Kelsey's phone. Oh my God. And she was doing that to give the impression that Kelsey was still alive after Thanksgiving. It's messed up. Yeah. So, with no body, Patrick claims that he's innocent, but they had enough evidence to go to trial. And that began in November of 2019. And the entire case was up to Crystal's testimony. And while testifying, Crystal stated that Patrick was never going to admit that Kelsey was anything but a horrible mother that needed to be dead. She was basically verifying to the jury and to everyone in the courtroom that Patrick was always going to have this story that Kelsey was this horrible mother and that if Crystal wasn't the one helping him do it, he would have found somebody else to Mm -hmm. help him do it. Like, you, why, why did he need help? Why can't you do it yourself? Like, what the F. While in prison, Patrick further made himself look guilty by asking inmates if they could have someone on the outside murder witnesses to a crime. Are you? Yeah, exactly. Not only did he verbally ask, he wrote it down on napkins. Are you kidding me? Yeah. and This guy is knows, a moron. Yeah, everybody knows that if you tell somebody in prison, that inmate's going to be like, hey... I've got really good information. I have it written down. I Give have me it verbally. Time. Get me I out. want less Give time. Me yes, something. I'll tell you everything you need to know. I they will very quickly turn on anyone. Mm-hmm. So he's so dumb for thinking that somebody was going to be like, yeah, let me help you out here. Absolutely not. What an idiot. He wanted Crystal, Chad, and Kelsey's mom Cheryl killed off because they all had information and they were all going to be testifying. And during the trial against wow. Patrick. Yeah. So as soon as the inmate was brought into court to testify to that, it's ultimately... Wait, that who's Chad? Chad was Crystal's ex-husband. Or Chad oh. is Crystal's ex-husband. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. But he knew about the affair that Crystal mm-hmm. and Patrick had. So he was able to paint this picture of Patrick being manipulative. Well, and, and he
1: connected their involvement mm-hmm. together, yeah. Yes.
0: The inmate was brought into court to testify to all of this. And that is, I think, what really convinced the jury that Patrick was guilty. I mean, I think that it was pretty obvious that he just was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it because there's, there's nothing wrong with, like, a family business. But it reminds me a little bit of... And again, just a little bit of, like, the Murdoch murders mm-hmm. where they have a son who they've given everything to. They have a lot of money. They have this beautiful ranch in Colorado. Yeah. So he has this air of entitlement about him Mm -hmm. that he kind of feels like, well, I don't want to be engaged to her anymore. I just want her to disappear. But it doesn't look good for me to have a kid out of wedlock because, you know, they're out west where it's a little bit more... I guess, like, older times where they want you to be married to the person that you have a child with. Yeah. So rather than just being separated from her and dealing with that, he found a way to have her murdered, so then it doesn't make him look bad or his family look bad. It's crazy
1: people care that much about what other people Yeah. Yes. Think. Like, you're willing to go to prison for life because you're, you're so concerned. You're, you're Break willing, up with a person. Yeah, you're willing, willing to kill
0: an innocent woman because you don't want your image to be tampered, and you don't want your parents to be disappointed in you. Like, How is that real life? Patrick ended up being sentenced to 156 years in prison with absolutely no chance of parole. But he took the life of a beautiful mother and he left a child without her parents. Not only did he take away her mother, he also took away himself out of the equation. Yeah. They, for obvious reasons, there was no information released really about the daughter because she's a minor. I mean, at this point, she's only five years old. But I did see um, in some sources that she custody was granted to cheryl kelsey's mother oh thank and God. that she's living with the family in washington good. and that she's not allowed to have anything really to do with the Frazy family in colorado which, is, which i think is good that is very good decision especially because right they didn't like her mom and mm-hmm, i would guess the parents knew uh, that's Yes, you have a huge fire on Thanksgiving. Well, they so they burned the body and everything else a few days after they had killed her. But like, is it's on your property, and you're gonna kind of just pretend like, oh, we had no idea. Well,
1: if you own a property, if you own a ranch, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a decent amount of property. Mm-hmm. And you see fire, you see smoke. Yeah, you
0: see it. You're here. gonna be like, what is going What's on? What's going on? Is there a fire on my property? Well, I, I need to go check that- it out. In my research too, they they did not they were not concerned about where Kelsey was. They also were giving off this impression that she was just a terrible mother and that she couldn't handle it. They never once admitted that their son was part of the problem, and that right there really yeah. shows me that they never would have. They probably still to this day are like, well, he's innocent. And she deserved it was it. all Crystal's fault, mm-hmm. and it's really sad that he has to take the fall. And I did see where Crystal ended up getting off with just probation. She's just on probation for. A that couple girl, of years. I'm telling you, something's not right. Uh, it's not. There's part of her story, and they in a couple of interviews, the FBI agents that worked this case said that. They know there are parts of Crystal's story that don't fully add up. They believe that she was more involved and that she wasn't just sitting at home in Idaho and then got this unsuspecting call that, oh, hey, I did it. I Mm -hmm. killed her. Come clean up my mess. Doesn't seem to add up at all. But unfortunately, it's just... Again, though, this case never would have been solved if her mom and her brother hadn't have found the the blood. And that, to me, is just... That's crazy. hmm Because what if they would have turned, I guess you could say, like, turned over the townhouse for someone else to live there, and all of that evidence was erased? Because that's the only evidence that was able to tie them and lead them back. To even indicate she was dead. Yes. Like, 100% dead. Yes. And the only reason, too, that they were able to prove that the murder had happened there was because of the blood that Crystal had methodically set and left behind mm-hmm. which again is just like, it's like it oh seems premeditated gosh. that she did that
1: to frame him and only him mm-hmm. the whole thing shady. is just
0: very shady but to conclude this podcast i will say that if you or anyone you know is suffering from domestic violence please call 800-799-7233 there is always someone there to help As always, thank you for listening to Crime Connections. If you so kindly would please follow, share, and go like us on Facebook at Crime Connections or follow us on Instagram at Crime Connections Pod. You can also join in on the discussion of these cases at our new discussion Facebook page, Crime Connections Podcast Discussion Board. If you have any news, tips, or cases that you want to look into, please feel free to email or DM us or even post it on the discussion board. But we love hearing from you guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys.